The Twitter Files, Part 4, written by Michael Schauenberger. The removal of Donald Trump, January 7th. As the pressure builds, Twitter executives build the case for a permanent ban. On January 7th, senior Twitter execs create justifications to ban Trump, seek a change of policy for Trump alone, distinct from other political leaders, express no concern for the free speech or democracy implications of a ban. This hashtag Twitter files is reported with at L Woodhouse. For those catching up, please see here with a link to part one, part two, and part three. For years, Twitter has resisted calls to ban Trump. Blocking a world leader from Twitter, it wrote in 2018, would hide important information and hamper necessary discussion around their words and actions. Screenshot, Twitter Public Policy, January 5th, 2018. Blocking a world leader from Twitter or removing their controversial tweets would hide important information people should be able to see and debate. It would also not silence that leader, and it would certainly hamper necessary discussions around their words and actions. But after the events of January 6th, the internal and external pressure on Twitter CEO Jack grows. Former First Lady at Michelle Obama, tech journalists at Kara Swisher, at ADL, High Tech VC, at Chris Saka, and many others, publicly call on Twitter to permanently ban Trump. Screenshot, Chris Saka. You've got blood on your hands, at Jack and Zuck. For four years, you've rationalized this terror. Inciting violent treason is not a free speech exercise. If you work at those companies, it's on you. Shut it down. Screenshot from the Intelligencer. Title, it's time for social media platforms to permanently ban Trump. Screenshot with the highlighted section reading, now is the time for Silicon Valley companies to stop enabling this monstrous behavior and go even further than they already have by permanently banning this man from their platforms and putting in place policies to prevent their technology from being used by the nation's leaders to fuel insurrection. Screenshot from Jonathan Greenblatt. Two bare minimum tweets after the Capitol has been stormed by extremists is too little too late at Jack. It's overdue to suspend at real Donald Trump until his account stops promoting disinformation and inciting violence with screenshots of Donald Trump tweets. Donald Trump tweet. I'm asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. Second tweet. Please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Third tweet. Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our Constitution, giving states a chance to certify a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones which they were asked to previously certify. USA demands the truth. Tweet from ADL. ADL statement on violence at the U.S. Capitol building. Dorsey was on vacation in French Polynesia the week of January 4 through 8, 2021. He phoned in meetings, but also delegated much of the handling of the situation to senior execs at YoYoL, Twitter's global head of trust and safety, and at Vijaya, head of legal policy and trust. As context, it's important to understand that Twitter's staff and senior execs were overwhelmingly progressive. In 2018, 2020, and 2022, 96, 98, and 99% of, respectively, of Twitter's political donations went to Democrats, with a link to Matt Taibbi's tweet from the first Twitter file. In 2017, Roth tweeted that there were, quote, actual Nazis in the White House, end quote. In April 2022, 
Roth told a colleague that his goal is to drive change in the world, which is why he decided not to become an academic. Screenshot, Yoel Roth. Yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. Screenshot, Yoel Roth. Yeah, academia is by far the most abusive working environment I've ever been in. The entire system is exploitive in a ton of ways, and also not necessarily productive if your goal is to drive change in the world, which was the main reason I left. January 7th, Jack emails employees saying Twitter needs to remain consistent in its politics, including the right of users to return to Twitter after a temporary suspension. After, Roth reassures an employee that people who care about this aren't happy where we are. Screenshot, Yoel Roth. Jack's email have been fine, but ultimately, I think people want to hear from Vijaya or Dell or someone closer to the specifics of this who can reassure them that people who care about this are thinking deeply about these problems and aren't happy with where we are. A few engineers have reached out to me directly about it, and I'm chatting with them, but it's so clear they just want to know that someone is doing something about this, and it's not that we're ignoring the issues here. Redacted. I think there's also an opportunity to help people understand that while it seems obvious and simple that we should permaban his personal account, we can't afford to take that immediate action without first playing the movie out and anticipating all the other things that can happen, and then figure out the plans for those possible scenarios, e.g., if we suspend that personal account and he posts the same thing on the official government account, do we suspend those too? People can be forgiven for not thinking beyond that thing that's immediately in front of them, but Jack, Vijaya, Dell, you don't have the luxury of just pulling the trigger without thinking these things through. We tell them repeatedly that people are on it and people are working on it and they're scratching their heads wondering how hard can it be to decide if this single account is in violation. Around 11.30 a.m. PT, Roth DMs his colleagues with news that he is excited to share. Guess what, he writes. Jack just approved repeat offenders for civic integrity. The new approach would create a system where five violations, or strikes, would result in permanent suspension. Screenshot, UL Roth. Guess what? Jack just approved repeat offenders for civic integrity. Directional approach would be something like, labels which are severe enough to result in disabled engagements incur strikes. Strike one, label only. Strike two, label only. Strike three, label plus 12-hour timeout. Strike four, label plus seven-day timeout. Strike five, perma suspension. Progressive, claims a member of Roth's trust and safety team. The exchange between Roth and his colleagues makes clear that they had been pushing at Jack for greater restrictions on speech Twitter allows around elections. The colleague wants to know if the decision means Trump can finally be banned. The person asks, does the incitement to violence aspect change that calculus? Roth says it doesn't. Trump continues to just have his one strike remaining. This is for everything else. Roth's colleagues' query about incitement to violence heavily foreshadows what will happen the following day. On January 8th, Twitter announces a permanent ban on Trump due to the risk of further incitement of violence. Screenshot, permanent suspension of at real Donald Trump. On January 8th, Twitter says its ban is based on specifically how Trump tweets are being received and interpreted. But in 2019, Twitter said it did not attempt to determine all potential interpretations of the context or its intent. Screenshot. After close review of recent tweets from the at real Donald Trump account and the context around them, specifically how they are being received and interpreted on and off Twitter, we have permanently suspended the account due to the risk of further incitement of violence. Screenshot. 
We focus on the language of reported tweets and do not attempt to determine all potential interpretations of the context or its intents. The only serious concern we found expressed within Twitter over the implications for free speech and democracy of banning Trump came from a junior person in the organization. It was tucked away in a lower level Slack channel known as Site Integrity Auto. Screenshot. This might be an unpopular opinion, but one-off ad hoc decisions like this that don't appear rooted in policy and are, in my opinion, a slippery slope and reflect an alternatively equally dictatorial problem. This now appears to be a fiat by an online platform CEO with a global presence that can gatekeep speech for the entire world, which seems unsustainable. Twitter employees use the term one-off frequently in their Slack discussions. Its frequent use reveals significant employee discretion over when and whether to apply warning labels on tweets and strikes on users. Here are typical examples. Screenshot. FYIs. Accounts for review at US a session. We are trying to understand the one-off decision here. Screenshot. There's always abuse one-off. Bounce one-off is the option. Recall from hashtag Twitter files 2 by at Barry Weiss that according to Twitter staff, we control visibility quite a bit and we control the amplification of your content quite a bit and normal people do not know how much we do with a link to Barry Weiss's Twitter files too. Twitter employees recognize the difference between their own politics and Twitter's terms of service, TOS, but they also engage in complex interpretations of content in order to stamp out prohibited tweets as a series of exchanges over the hashtag stop the steal hashtag reveal. Screenshot. Thursday, January 7th, 2021. Redacted. Hey, hope you're doing okay and we're able to get some sleep. Can we, or have we already discussed blocking the hashtag stop the steal hashtag? It's furthering fake news in a dangerous way from what I can tell. Yoel Roth. Hey there, we're proactively servicing that content for review under civic integrity and it should be blocked from type head and trends. If you're seeing it in either of the latter two, let me know ASAP and PT can fix. Screenshot. Redacted. I just saw the hashtag, then did a search on it and all the content was appalling, so I don't think it's showing up elsewhere. Thank you for all you're doing. Yoel Roth. Hmm. I'll flag the election squad. Redacted. Remember that what I find appalling and what is TOS VO are not the exact overlap. Yoel Roth. He. Roth immediately DMs a colleague to ask they add stop the steal and QAnon conspiracy term Kraken to a blacklist of terms to be deamplified. Roth's colleague objects that blacklisting stop the steal risks deamplifying counterspeech that validates the election. Screenshot, Yoel Roth. No, there's a lot going on. Any objections to adding stop the steal and Kraken to the CHA Q terms list if they aren't there already? The daylight separating Q and the stop the steal stuff now is effectively zero. Redacted. Kraken for sure if it's not already there. I'm too worried about the risk of deamplifying counter speech with stop the steal. AC Yoel Roth, ACK. Indeed, notes Roth's colleague, a quick search of stop the steal tweets and their counter speech, but they quickly come up with a solution. Deamplify accounts with stop the steal in the name profile, since those are not affiliated with counter speech. Screenshot. Redacted. Yeah, just a quick search of top stop the steal tweets and their counter speech. Kraken I'm comfortable with. Top tweets are generally Q related and I'm noticing an absence of counter speech. Yoel Roth. It's also super common in profiles. Actually, we can deamplify accounts with stop the steal in the name profile level 
Those are not affiliated with counterspeech. But it turns out that even blacklisting Kraken is less straightforward than they thought. That's because Kraken, in addition to being a QAnon conspiracy theory based on the mythical Norwegian sea monster, is also the name of a cryptocurrency exchange and was thus allow listed. Screenshot, Yoel Roth. Also, I think adding Kraken to the various bots may have broken something. Redacted, no, you're out of office, but for when you're back. Redacted, oh guys, I removed Kraken the other day, FYI. It did break something. There's an app called Kraken app or something. If we allow, if we allow list that, no concerns about putting it back, but would want to see if there are other FPs. Redacted, the brand Kraken account is allow listed, FWIW. Yeah, it's a crypto exchange. Employees struggle with whether to punish users who share screenshots of Trump's deleted January 6th tweets. We should bounce these tweets with a strike given the screenshot violates the policy. They are criticizing Trump, so I'm a bit hesitant with applying the strike to this user. Screenshot. Redacted. Hi team, should we bounce people sharing Trump actioned tweets as one-off? Thanks. With a link to a tweet that screenshots a Trump tweet that reads, These are the things and events that happen when a scared landslide election is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who had been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and peace. Remember this day forever. At FennyXYU screenshotted Donald Trump's tweet and wrote, Fuck off. Oh my God. Even Twitter says it's inciting violence. The Twitter employee redacted, then says in Slack, We should bounce these tweets with a strike given the screenshot violates the policy. They are commenting and criticizing Trump, so I'm a bit hesitant with applying strike to this user. What if a user dislikes Trump and objects to Twitter's censorship? The tweet still gets deleted, but since the intention is not to deny the election result, no punishing strike is applied. If there are instances where the intent is unclear, please feel free to raise. Screenshot. A user screenshotted Trump's tweet and commented, I don't even like the man, but I'm not going to put up with Twitter deleting opinions they don't like. Redacted. I'm in agreement. One-off works for commentary. Strike if a tweet is agreeing with tweet's view. What if it's neutral, sharing opinion, like, told you it violates Twitter policy? Tweet delete only? I would agree with tweet delete only on agreeing with the policy. Can I get your opinion here? Redacted. Would agree on delete only in instances where the content is not shared with abusive intent. Thanks, everyone. There are instances where the intent is unclear. Please feel free to raise. Around noon, a confused senior executive in advertising sales sends a DM to Roth. Sales exec. Jack says we will permanently suspend Trump if our policies are violated after a 12-hour account lock. What policies is Jack talking about? Roth. Any policy violation. Screenshot. Hi, Yoel. I have a question re-Twitter, safety thread, re-POTUS, and Jack's email. Jack says we will permanently suspend if our policies are violated after a 12-hour account lock. What policies is Jack talking about? Is spreading misinfo a violation like his past tweets about election? Or is it more about a tweet inciting violence? I'm asking because we are getting tons of calls from clients following FB IG decision. So some clarity would be great. Thanks. Yoel Roth. Hi, JP. For internal awareness, this would be any policy violation, not just limited to elections. But before sharing anything, please coordinate with Redacted on the comp side. Obviously, a ton of interest in our position on this. Want to ensure we stay aligned. What happens next is essential to understanding how Twitter justified banning Trump. Sales exec. Are we dropping the public interest policy now? Roth, six hours later. 
In this specific case, we're changing our public interest approach for this account. Screenshot. Thanks, Joel. We'll connect with Comteams for sure. One last question. In the past, we exempted policy violation from a world leader due to the public interest value. Are we dropping the public interest now and any new violation could be a trigger? For me to understand, again, we'll check with comms are what we can, cannot share publicly. Yoel Roth, apologies for the slow reply. I've been back to back all day today. In this specific case, we're changing our public interest approach for his account to say any violation would result in suspension. We aren't completely getting rid of the public interest approach, though we do have work planned on revisions in H1 2021. The ad exec is referring to Twitter's policy of public interest exemptions, which allow the content of elected officials, even if, they, even if it violates Twitter's rules, if it directly contributes to understanding or discussion of a matter of public concern. Screenshot. At present, we limit exemptions to one critical type of public interest content, tweets from elected and government officials, given the significant public interest in knowing and being able to discuss their actions and statements. Roth pushes for a permanent suspension of Representative Matt Gates, even though it doesn't quite fit anywhere. Duh. It's kind of a test for the rationales for banning Trump. I'm trying to talk Twitter's safety team into removal as a conspiracy that incites violence. Screenshot. Redacted. What's latest on Antifa claims? Anything brewing policy-wise? C is yelling from the other room that we should just ban Gates. Yoel Roth. Yeah, SP and SI are working on that. It doesn't quite fit anywhere. Duh. Redacted. Right. Yoel. But I'm trying to talk safety into treating it as incitement. I think we'll get over the line for removal as a conspiracy that incites violence. Vijaya was directly okay with it. Around 2.30, comms execs DM Roth to say they don't want to make a big deal of the QAnon ban to the media because they fear if we push this, it looks like we're trying to offer up something in place of the thing everyone wants, meaning a Trump ban. Screenshot. Redacted. We're good either way. We'll discuss. But I'm generally in the space of let's start taking action and not do a big scom push around this. We can explain why if we're asked, but worry if we push this, it looks like we're trying to offer up something in place of the thing everyone wants. Yoel Roth. Yep. That evening, a Twitter engineer DMs to Roth to say, I feel a lot of debates around exemptions stem from the fact that Trump's account is not technically different from anybody else, and yet treated differently due to his personal status, without corresponding Twitter rules. Screenshot. Redacted. Hi, Yoel. I'm sure you are very busy right now, and my apologies if this is a distraction to your work. I wonder if there has been a discussion about reshaping the rules around official accounts and other accounts or an unverified account. I feel a lot of debates around exemptions stem from the fact that Trump's account is not technically different from anybody else's and yet treated differently due to his personal status without corresponding Twitter rules to clarify the responsibilities that should come with that status. Roth's response hints at how Twitter would justify deviating from its longstanding policy to put a different spin on it. Policy is one part of the system of how Twitter works. We ran into the world changing faster than we were able to either adapt the product or the policy. Screenshot, Yoel Roth. I think you're spot on. To put a different spin on it, policy is one part of the system of how Twitter works. There are different things you can change when you want to affect different behaviors. Policy and enforcement are one. The other product is another. Partnerships and outreach are another, etc. And all of that is situated in a bigger system, i.e. the world which influences how everything else operates in practice. When you change one part of the system, you necessarily have to adapt the rest. 
and I think we ran into the world changing faster than we were able to either adapt the product or the policy. But we can and should do both, not directly. The evening of January 7th, the same junior employee who expressed an unpopular opinion about ad hoc decisions that don't appear rooted in policy speaks up one last time before the end of the day. Earlier that day, the employee wrote, screenshot, my concern is specifically surrounding the unarticulated logic of the decision by Facebook. That's the space that fills with the idea, conspiracy theory, that all social media heads and internet moguls at every layer sit around like kings casually deciding what people can and cannot see, and it's unhelpful to the internet ecosystem as a whole. Again, this is my humble opinion only. The employee notes later in the day, and Will Oramus noticed the inconsistency too, linking to an article for 1-0 at Medium called Facebook Chucked Its Own Rulebook to Ban Trump. The underlying problem, writes at Will Oramus, is that the dominant platforms have always been loth to own up to their subjectivity, because it highlights the extraordinary, unfettered power they wield over the global public square and places the responsibility of that power on their own shoulders. So they hide behind an ever-changing rulebook, alternatively pointing to it when it's convenient and shoving it under the nearest rug when it isn't. Facebook's suspension of Trump now puts Twitter in an awkward position. If Trump does indeed return to Twitter, the pressure on Twitter will ramp up to find a pretext on which to ban him as well. Indeed, as at Barry Weiss will show tomorrow, that's exactly what happened.